Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast in 2023. It's crazy that it's here, isn't it? That is insane to me. Yes. This past year just like flew by. And I, I feel like that's super cliche to say, but it's true. I feel like every year that I get older, the years <laughs> keep getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Yes. And I was just telling my husband the same thing about the cliche. I'm just like, you know, I know they say that as you get older, that happens. And I am getting older, even older than you. So, But I'm like, you know, I don't know, like this one just seemed to I feel like I really, truly remember January of 2022. Like yeah. it's, it, I remember it like it was yesterday. And so I have Same. a hard time. Like <laughs> I think maybe some of the craziness of everything that's going on really has made it just kind of fly by and, and be a little bit faster. But, but here we are anyway. And, you know, well, maybe this one will go even faster because we just continue to get older. But I'm grateful yeah. for that privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we just want to say uh, that we hope everyone had a really good holiday. Um, yeah. And that, you know, we obviously rang in the new year with the best foot forward. And, uh, yeah, we just want to say that we appreciate you with hanging out with us uh, for 2022 and that you're here on the first episode of 2023 as well. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. And we're excited to uh, to ring in this new year with some awesome uh conversation that we're going to have today. I think mm -hmm. that it's very, very um, important to have during this time. Um, but before we get into that, I first want to remind you that we have a Facebook group uh, to which if you listened to through 2022 and you still aren't part of the a Facebook group, <laughs> what are you doing? Right? <laughs> so be a part of that. Uh, it's called New Money Habits Financial Coaches. Uh, it's free to join, but it's just a really, really awesome community. You know, it's growing. Um, you know, we have a lot of really awesome people in there. So, you know, we would love to connect with you, uh, you know, brainstorm with you, help you, um, you know, form those relationships. That's what this is all about, right? So um, mm -hmm. definitely get plugged in there. Uh, again, it's New Money Habits Financial Coaches. And if you also feel inclined to leave a rating or a review, of the of this show, uh, we would definitely appreciate that as well. And um, you know, you can do that through wherever you're listening, uh, whether it be YouTube or um, you know Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever you can do, uh, that'd be awesome. It doesn't take long, but it really does help us out a lot. Uh, this is a free show; we don't do any sort of advertising or anything like that. Uh, so this is just a really good way for us to get the message out to help more financial coaches make an even bigger impact uh, on our communities around us. So I want to just throw that out to you. And the discussion that we're going to be having today is very fitting because today is January 2nd, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. we had uh, New Year's Eve pass. We had New Year's Day pass, which I went and did a polar bear plunge. Oh just so you know, <laughs> super fun. And you live to tell the story. <laughs> yep, I do it every year. It's my, I think it's my seventh or eighth year doing oh. that. Uh, but yeah, I, I jump into a cold river and, you know, with ice in it and everything, it's great. It's a, it's a great feeling. It gets the adrenaline pumping. And it's a great way to start the new year. 
uh, and you know, January 2nd is always like the next day, right? Like it's like the first day of the new year to me at least, because January 1st is like that, like almost like a preset in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's good so now, we're, now we're going to step into our goals. We're going to talk about goal setting. Uh, and I know that that's another also cliche. cliche. <laughs> It's, it's also cliche, but mm-hmm. it's very, very important. Um, this is something that I do every year. Uh, this past year was, you know, a really, really big goal for me. And because of, you know, because I went through this and I actually like applied uh, these goals and followed through on them, uh, those goals not just only happened, but I surpassed those goals. And I want the same for you as well. Uh, so, that's what we're going to discuss today is, is goal casting and how to stick to it and all that kind of stuff. So Maria, does that sound good to you? Yes. I'm excited about that. I do think that we need to make sure that rather than just looking forward, which I think is super, super important. I want to take a moment first to look back. Uh, I Mm want to let us just kind of reflect a little bit on 2022. I mean, I know it's kind of in the past, but I think that if we can learn from the past, then we're going to do so much better going forward. So I I do think that's an important thing to do. So let's let's do that. Let's talk a little bit about 2022. 2022, uh, as our listeners are, are kind of figuring things out and they're reflecting, what are some things that you think that they should reflect on when looking back at this past year? Yeah, um, I, I think that there's kind of two sides to it. Okay. Uh, you know, I think that obviously you should focus on your wins, you know, like what did you accomplish that you're proud of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just like list those out, you know, and like kind of go a little bit deeper on that and figure out like, okay, like, what was empowering in those wins? Uh, you know, what do you want to duplicate? Um, you know, what did you learn by going through these wins? Um, and what what decisions might make next year, um, you know, might make this next year even better, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that focusing on the positive is very, very important. However, it's also important to learn from the not so good. Okay. Right? Like what lessons came from that? Like what didn't work? And like what were some of the biggest challenges that you don't want to go through again Mm -hmm. or, you know, repeat or whatever it might be? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, figuring out like, okay, like what lessons did we learn? And, and, uh, you know, how are those lessons valuable to us? Right? Like, cool. I think it's the two sides of the coin. Like we can't just focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. even though that's what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't just focus on the positive, but there has to be both so that we can really, really get things dialed in and moving forward as best as we can into the next year. Yeah. So I'm really glad that you said, which is the, what a lot of people do when you talked about focusing on the negative. And the reason I'm glad you said that is because it was on the tip of my tongue and you just grabbed it off. Um, I, I think that what I was going to suggest is that we do it in the reverse order that you just said. I know Mm -hmm. there are two sides to the coin. And I just think that, you know, technically, as long as we get to both sides, it's okay. But we are naturally bent to remembering all of the things that didn't go well. And so Mm -hmm. since we're naturally bent there anyway, and our heads are there anyway, let's start there. Let's just, you know, write down some of those things. But rather than focusing on them as being negative, just like you said, Cody, let's focus on, on the lessons that we can learn from those particular events. 
The other thing is that I think we mentioned at the top of this episode that this year has just flown by. And I don't know about you, but I know for myself, when I'm like in the mix of everything and things are just flying by, sometimes I forget to stop and just realize what some of those wins are, actually recognize what those wins are. Uh, and then I forget to be grateful for the wins that were actually taking place. So I think, I, and I just think that as we move into this next year, it will be a better mindset for us if we end up after this exercise in a place of the positivity and the gratitude that comes with that rather than starting there and then shifting to, oh, and what other lessons did we learn? So I'm just going to throw that out there as a suggestion. Obviously, it's just a suggestion, but I think it would be a good way to reset, like you said, our mindset moving into this next year. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. I, I think that you know, not only is it easier to start with the negative, um, but what I do with a lot of my clients, well, actually all of my clients is that when I'm starting a session with them, I always start with like, all right, so hit me with some highs and some lows since we last mm -hmm. met. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I always tell them, I'm, I'm like, let's start with the low so that we mm -hmm. can end on a high note. Right. And mm -hmm. it's the same thought Concept. process, right? Mm -hmm. Like let's start with the low because everyone's thinking about that anyways but let's set the tone moving forward with with the highs, right? Uh, or yeah. the wins. And I mm -hmm. think that that's really, really important. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, and it's not a false positivity either for anyone who's like, oh, but you know, it, it's not. It's not a sense of false positivity. It's actually just your ability to identify what was what the lessons were and then move forward knowing that there's a sense of gratitude. And I'm bringing up gratitude intentionally because I think that's one area that, it's a really easy thing to forget to do. And yet it's a super powerful tool that's in our tool belt that doesn't cost any money. It just costs a little bit of time and intentional mindset. So uh, as we are moving through this next faster year than even this past one, uh, we have to realize it's okay to slow down and just be grateful for the lessons that come, even in some of the, um, what seems to be negative things that happen over this next few months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's all fine and dandy, right? <laughs> I know that, uh -huh. I know that's what the listeners are thinking right now. They're like, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. Reflect on the good and bad, right? Mm -hmm. But what's, what's next? Like, how do we actually like make something happen with these highs and these lows and, you know, take it from there in order to mm -hmm. actually like turn these things, these reflections into actions, uh, moving into 2023? That's a great question. And I think one of the easiest ways to transition is to say, okay, now that we know what we did super well and what we could improve upon, we need to ask ourselves individually, what are the top three important things in our lives right now? I think it's okay to identify a current snapshot of where we are. And we, we can certainly look, you know, five years and 10 years into the future. In fact, most, most people who are super successful have that very long-term thinking and they're asking themselves, what am I doing right now? And how will it affect me 10, you know, years down the road? However, it's okay to say, what are my most important things right now so that we can start to focus on that? So uh, I don't know about you, Cody, but I, one of the um, really cool exercises I've seen is just to give somebody 30 seconds to write down the top three things. Why do you think 30 seconds would be important? 
I mean, why not three minutes or 30 minutes or, you know, three hours? Because it gives people, um, what's actually like on top of mind. Yes. It like for, there's it forces are subconscious to just pop all the really important stuff right to the top. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that a lot of times when you have people do this, in fact, I was reading in a book the other day that 80% of the time there is a shared goal that within those top three, you'll see usually something that is either financially or career based. You'll see something that is family or relationally based and or you'll see something that has a health or fitness goal that's in there. So I thought that was really interesting that, you know, 80% of the people will have a combination of those three things as their top three things. Would Those you are my say top you, three. I was going to say, would you say you're part of that 80% or are you part of yeah. the exceptional 20%? No, definitely. Those are my top three. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so that helps us. That Those are my in my top three as well. Um, I think the only one that's not really shared there is, you know, like faith or spirituality. That's another really important thing to me. Um, however, that can just kind of be woven into all of the other three technically. So, um, so yeah, I think... I'm definitely within that 80% as well. So since we know 80% of the people are doing that, maybe there are some listeners who also fall into that. Um, and I, I just like to talk about that a little bit. Okay. So how do you, how do you narrow that down? Like, okay, so let's say you get your three, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do from there? Um, after you get your three, I would say that it's it's important to um, to really kind of like make things a little bit more specific. Okay. Um, so you know, like for example, you know, if if one of them is the is the business or finances side of things, um, <clears throat> you know, like one that I think is pretty normal for uh, you know a coach would be like, mm-hmm. okay, like you know, I want to bring in like X amount of revenue in this upcoming year. Right. So mm-hmm. like chunking that down so that it's not just like one big number for a year, but like what does that look like on like a quarterly basis or a monthly basis? And what do you have to do on a weekly basis in order to to actually like make those things hit? Um, and then same thing with like health, you know, like, OK, like maybe I want to lose 50 pounds this year. Right. So what does that mean on a quarterly basis? You know, like chunking it down. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really, really important. Um, but then even building off of that, I think that's step one is like, let's chunk it down. Um, but then I think that it's also very important for people to reflect on those goals um, and after they're chunked down and take it just a step further and be like, okay, like, why are these goals so important to me. So glad you just said that. Another yeah. one of those things you just picked right off of my head. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like yes. Why, why are they a must happen kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. really diving deep on that and peeling back layers and layers and just spending time on that. Because if we don't do that, if we miss that part, then it's like, yeah, this would, this would be nice if this happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Versus no, like, this must happen. And here's a clear description as to all of the reasons as to why this must happen. Like who's depending on me? What does this mean for me? Uh, you know, like why, why is this important to me? How is this going to affect, you know, my kids, my, my wife, my husband, you know, like whatever it might be. Um, 
getting very, very specific, specific with that, because if we're able to do that, then it's like, Hey, like we need to follow through mm-hmm. and here's the reasons as to why we need to follow through on this. Mm-hmm. I think one of the really important points that you just put there was the relations that are there. So, you know, we have these relationships and I think so many times we get wrapped up in, you know, whether it's just for us or what it looks like on the outside. So for example, you mentioned, you know, one of the goals might be wanting to lose 50 pounds. I know that's not your specific goal, but um, if you want to lose 50 pounds and it's because you just want to look better on Instagram, that motivation is probably not going to be there when things get tough. But if you say, I want to do this because I want to live an extra, you know, 25 years so that I can be there to, you know, see my children get married or to meet grandchildren or whatever, it tends to be a lot more solidified when it's based on relationships rather than just, you know, some of this other stuff. So that's why it's so important, I think, for you to understand what is that why? Because once you, in this example, let's say you say, I want to lose 50 pounds. And then you start thinking about it. You're like, you know what? I don't really need or want to lose 50 pounds in order to get the real why. I just need to be more active or I need to, you know, maybe it's only 20 pounds at that point. That'll add the extra, uh, you know, number of years. Maybe it'll take me from morbidly obese to just obese, which actually is a difference, you know. So it, it allows you to actually redefine those goals and make them more not just more realistic, but more in tune with your actual why. And that's going to be so important. So I just want you guys to think about that. When you identify those three things, it's okay to refine those three things as you are you know, doing a little bit more thought or processing in terms of why you want to do that thing. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, I'm sorry, I think that's the difference between these goals and resolutions. And I just wanted to throw that in there because, you know, resolutions are usually, I mean, this is when everyone talks about them, but they're usually dead by like January 21st. Yeah. And we don't yeah. want that to be the case with this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I want to say a few things. I'm going to go in a few different directions, but um, when doing this, when talking about like, you know, the must of like, why, why must I accomplish mm-hmm. these things? Mm-hmm. A really good way to, to think about this is to kind of go in two different directions, but using like this like ripple effect analogy, right? So, you know, when I accomplish this thing, how is that going to affect me or the people around me over the next year, right? And when I accomplish that, how is it going to affect me or the people around me over the next five years mm-hmm. or the next 10 years? Right. Like, mm-hmm. like really allow that ripple to, to speak for itself. And, you know, I, I think that when you find that, if you go beyond just one year and you can see like, you know, with you accomplishing this in this first year, how it can affect you or the people around you over the next five or 10 years, you'll see that this one year is actually very, very impactful for amplifying everything in your mm-hmm. life. Right. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a lot of awesome ways. However, it's also important to talk to recognize the other side of the coin, um, which is like, OK, if I don't do this. What's the ripple effect of that mm-hmm. in a year? What will my life look like for myself, for my family, for the people that I'm working with, uh, you know, the legacy that I'm trying to build? What will that look like if I fall short? 
And what will that turn into in five years if I continue to fall short or in 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really important to to not only lean into the, the awesome parts and the amplification side of things, but also like lean into that pain uh, because that can be a good driver as well. Absolutely. Um, I I also want to point out, I know a lot of people talk about, um, you know, setting a 10 year or a five year goal and then chunking those down in so you can mm -hmm. get your one year goal. Since that's such a common practice, I just want our listeners to realize that that is not what Cody just said. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just, I want you to hear that that's not what he said. What he's talking about is the effect of your decisions and your actions right now over five years and 10 years. And I just love that that, whether it's positive or negative, that that is what you're encouraging people to do because of that motivation. And I, I just think I want people to hear it. Think about the effects. So you're not starting with what's my goal at 10 years and how do I break it down and what I need to do right now in order to make that happen. What he's talking about is if I don't do these things to this year, what effect, positive or negative, will that have over the next five or 10 years? It's yeah. a very, very brilliant way of looking at things. So thank yeah. you for bringing it up and thank you for allowing me to say it three more times. <laughs> yeah. And here's a little freebie. You can also use that same exercise in your sales calls. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, mm -hmm. very, very powerful. Which most people probably do naturally kind of do that. Uh -huh. So I think it's really interesting that we do that when it's other people. We forget yep. sometimes to do that with ourselves. Yep. Yep. So that's one thing I wanted to say. Um, but as far as the chunking it down goes, you know, like I, I'm sure there's, you know, some people who are listening to this and they're like, okay, like I think I get it, but like, how, how do I do that? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, chunking it down basically just looks like this, you know, so I'm going to use, um, the revenue goal as, as an example, but you can do this with anything. It doesn't have to be just revenue. It and before be you go with the revenue goal, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure this is something that I wanted to bring up earlier too. If you don't know a specific number for revenue, it's okay to work in percentages. And I know you've done that before too, Cody. Um, but as you guys are figuring out like, what do I want my revenue goal to be? It doesn't have to be, you know, well, I'm going to do a six figure year this year. It can be, I did, you know, $2,000 last year and I want to increase that by, you know, a hundred percent. So just remember that as you're coming up with your goals. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Cody. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, it, it's important to have like good, better and best goals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a good one. So if, for example, if you did 10 grand last year, let's just say, maybe your good goal would be to do 15 or 20, let's just say, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, a little bit better than last year's, right? That'd be like a good goal. Um, so maybe 15K, right? And then maybe your better goal would be to do 25. And maybe your best goal would be aggressive and it would be 50, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, kind of define those, like what are those good, better, and best goals? Um, and then I would say, hey, like, let's pick the better goal, something in the middle, right? Like we want to be a little bit better than good. And if we hit the best goal, awesome. But let's, let's really shoot for that better goal and break it down. So, you know, um, because I don't want to do a bunch of math in my head, I'm going to use 100K. <laughs> Okay. As Fair an enough. Uh, it's just easier. So 100K would be a better goal 
in this example. Okay. Uh, so what does that mean on a quarterly basis? 25,000 a quarter, right? right? Um, and then what does that mean on a monthly basis? Uh, it's like $8,333 a month, right? Did you just do that math in your head? <laughs> I have a little bit of experience with this Okay, one. okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, breaking it down, like quarterly, monthly, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to go back to quarterly. And in order for me to hit that 25 a quarter, how many clients do I need to bring on during each quarter? And maybe, you know, it depends on what you're, what you uh, are asking to be compensated for, you know, your different packages of services that you offer. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's say it's 5,000 as a nice round number. So 5,000 or 25,000 divided by 5,000, that means you need five clients, right? Mm -hmm. And you have three months to do that. So basically you need, uh, you know, a new client like every three weeks, one new client for every three weeks. And if you know that your close rate is 25%, which basically means like, you know, every time that you hop on a sales call, um, you know, you close one of one of every four. Mm -hmm. uh, that basically means that on a weekly basis, you know, if you need to have um, uh, four calls in order to uh, uh, sign one client and you do that five times in three months or one time every three weeks, then you need to have basically like one to two sales calls a week. That's mm -hmm. your goal. And, you know, you, you just focus on that. You don't focus on the 100K. You don't focus on the 25,000 for the, for the quarter. You don't focus on the 8,300 for the month. You just focus on what you need to do that week. Mm -hmm. All the time, every week. I need to hop on at least one to two calls this week. That's all you focus on from January 1st until December 31st. And if you just do that, then the likelihood of you actually hitting that goal is actually pretty high. And it's not mm -hmm. overwhelming. You know, like you're not like looking at this like huge number and you're not intimidated. All you're focusing on is like, I just need to talk to one to two people a week. Mm -hmm. That's I it. think I think one of the things to remember, though, is that what you just did required information. And mm -hmm. so it's getting back to the first step that we talked about, which is reflecting on 2022. And you, when you're talking about some of the lessons that you learned and some of the wins that you have, be very specific in figuring out some of this data. So what I mean by that is, if you don't know your close rate, go back and try to figure that out. Because if you don't know what that is, it's going to be really hard to do what Cody just suggested doing. Yeah, um, really you, you're you're going to hear your, him say, well, I need to talk to two to three people a week. But if Cody's close rate is 25% and yours is 10, that two to three a week is not going to get you what you need. Uh, so I just, or if his is 25% yours is 50 you only need to talk to one person a week and you, you've got this in the bag, right? So uh, you just need that data. So remember, do not skip that first step that we talked about because it's not just about being grateful and being on the clouds and understanding the positive. It's not about that. It's you actually need the data from the past year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you don't have any data, mm -hmm. maybe, you're, maybe you're a brand new coach. Brand new, that's right. Um, Track it. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, like, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. No, like, really start tracking this data. Yeah. So you have it for the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe like, you know, work through the first month or two and just be as consistent and intentional as possible, you know, give it your all. And then, you know, two months in or, or so like whatever, uh, reflect back on it and then mm-hmm. set, okay, over the next 10 months, this is what I want to see. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we've talked about this in past episodes, so I know you're on board with this as well, Cody. Sometimes it's okay to not set the actual result as the goal, but to set the process as the goal. And so having somebody who's brand new, who doesn't know what some of their data is, they can say, you know what? I don't know what my close rate is. I don't know what I'm going to, um, I don't know what I'm going to make maybe, but I can say I'm going to show up and do X, Y, and Z every single week or every single month and then collect that data. Like you said, not just for the first two months, but over the course of this entire year, if you want to, uh, it's okay to not set a specific results goal. You can set that process goal and then measure the results. That would be some really important data for you moving forward too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Um, but I think that, you know, it's, it's important to, to chunk it down, uh, because yes, you know, let's just use that hundred K as an example, right? Like to some, to some listeners that might be very intimidating. Um, Mm -hmm. it was for me this last year when I first started, it was double what I did the year before. Um, and it's intimidating, but you know, if you were to just break it down, and you're not always focused on that bigger number, yep. then all of a sudden it, it becomes more digestible, you know? Um, and it's not as intimidating. It's not as overwhelming. You just focus on what you need to do every week. That's yep. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's important. Um, but I also think a, a really important side of things that's, um, that we haven't talked about yet is to also define like what, what may be some challenges that might come up uh, that could get in the way of achieving your goals? Mm-hmm. I think that talking about those and recognizing those is very, very important uh, because then then you're at least like a little bit more prepared for it. You know, like you're expecting it and you also know like, hey, like this might come up. And if it does come up, this is how I'm going to handle it or this is how I'm going to like pivot in some way or, you know, whatever it might be. I'm not, I'm not just going to wait for something to happen and then just like, let it just consume me, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to think about that kind of stuff too, and not just focus on, you know, why must I do this, but also like what, what might actually try and like get me off the rails and how Mm -hmm. am I going to, uh, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess I'll go back to where I used before pivot. <laughs> you <laughs> to, obviously uh, don't love that word. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. React is a good word. Um, okay. how am I going to react to those things to make sure that I'm not going to just stay stuck? Right. Well, and, and it's, really it's like when I teach my kid how to drive and we're in a parking lot and I, and we're practicing how to move from the pedal to the brake, right. From the gas to the brake. Um, and we'll, we'll just be driving. She'll be going like, 
I don't know, 15 miles an hour, I'll be like, kid just ran in front of you, you know, and just throw these scenarios out there. So she has to learn how to slam on the brake. That's super important because if she's never learned that and sometime a kid actually runs in front of her, she won't know how to react. So it's the same thing, it, you know, just you're saying, look, can just identify some of those potential barriers or the potential, um, <sighs> We'll go with barriers because I'm at a loss for words today too. Uh, but identify them ahead of time so that you can know how to react, and you're you're going to give that muscle memory uh, a chance to build itself, so that when it happens, it's not as big of a deal for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I have one last thing I want to say before we wrap mm -hmm. this up. I think this is really important. Um, don't be afraid to go big with 2023. I've found in my own life, now I know that everyone's different, but I found that when you push yourself slightly out of that comfort zone, or as Maria likes to say, you stretch your comfort zone, um, sometimes some of the best things can happen when you do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you made 10,000 last year, my first year of coaching, I made 8000 8, uh, which, you know, that's great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that, that I wasn't happy with that. Like, I was grateful for it, but I knew that I wanted more. Like, I, I wanted to turn this into something I did full-time versus something on the side, right? Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid to, to go big because if you, if you, if you set the bar – low, then likely you're going to hit that lower bar. Mm -hmm. But if you set that bar higher, then you may hit it. And even if you don't, the, the, the likelihood that you're probably going to hit somewhere above um, the lower bar that you would have set is probably higher. Right. Right. Yeah. So don't be afraid to go big. My goal for, the, for 2023, I'm going big, going very big. Um, and I don't, it's intimidating to me. I don't know if I'll hit it, but I know that by setting it that, setting it at that, that I'm going to at least come closer to it than if I didn't set it at that. So okay. don't be afraid to go big, trust yourself and just show up, just yeah. show up consistently and do what you need to do. That is a great thing to end on uh, with this episode. I really appreciate you throwing that out there for everybody who's listening. And maybe over the next couple of months, we can start to give some tips on how to how to identify what are some of those things that are that are super important in order for you to actually hit those goals that you're talking about. I know that this is an ongoing discussion that you know it's not just setting the goals, but you know, how to be consistent and how to identify the tasks that are important in your life, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think that we can probably commit to having some discussions about that and having people continue this discussion on through the next few months so that they're actually making these these steps in being consistent with their actions and meeting those goals. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this discussion today. It was a great way to kick off 2023. I'm looking forward to all of the fun discussions that we have moving forward and to a whole nother year of doing this with you, Cody. I appreciate you and showing up for, for this one and for all the ones coming up. It's been my pleasure, Maria. <laughs> 
Sounds good. You guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.